episode of the things i wish i knew about money podcast whoa it's episode seven i'm your camille smith i'm your co-host your boy jerry your camille says episode seven and i feel like i'm in heaven holy Uh, uh, that becomes a big shout out Yeah, before we get in any serious discussion, uh, big up uh, our host, Camille. It's her birthday weekend. Whoa! Party all weekend is my understanding. Um, I only partied one day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I only partied one day. Uh, so anyone that, like, shouted me out, blessings, thank you. The messages, the attempt of a surprise was appreciated um it means the world to me that you know my closest friends from different parts of my life was able yeah. to um enjoy it with me so blessings big up the virtual party was everything and but when camille says a one day party guys and girls she means it start friday and done saturday saturday night so that's one day once you're up all day and all night partying that's one day yeah. All right, but the part, the virtual party, the list, the DJ was everything and the vibes, and that was my first virtual party, and I actually think it was amazing. Yep. You know, it was pretty good. So big up, big up, Cleve, you know, for uh, doing it big, you know, big up, big up, and also big up our listeners. We're yeah. now at two hundred, over two hundred listeners on Anchor alone. A lie. No lie. Yes. So I'm not. Uh, so I guess some people, you know, listen to the podcast for my birthday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Good stuff. That's a that's a good um birthday gift. Right. You know. And um, I also wanted to big you up on your book launch. The books are finally here. So whoever yeah. wants to get a book is now on Amazon. And if you want a signature. Yeah, um, just hit him, hit Jerry up, um, personally. All right. Yep, yep. It's it's here, and the, the book launch um was pretty good. It went uh the way I you know envisioned. We yep. had two DJ in the house, DJ Lee and DJ Slowmo, yep. and them shelled on the thing. DJ Slowmo actually built a song for my my financial literacy program, which was pretty cool and. He literally did it in about one to two days, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, DJ Lee, amazing, very talented guy. Nice. Um, it was it was definitely good, and I you know I love um, the support. Really appreciate all the support and love, you know, that people continue to show me and us um, in everything that we do. You know, so as Camille said, the thing up on um, uh, Amazon. So go check it out. The book is titled "Living Purposefully Beyond the Walls of the Ghetto." And you'll see a little description of the book there. 
if you want to if you want to sign copy you have to get that through me so you can contact me directly on instagram mm -hmm. my ig name is andre love so a-n-d-r-e-l-u-v yes all right waiting for mine you know <laughs> yeah man it's a common and it, 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 it's a common with the back of rum and the red label wine everything i come in a one package yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i make sure we send everything in a one so just make sure so when you come you have your 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 your, your chaser and your glass and everything and you just a drink while you read oh man and, you know i'm not drinking up the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. so let's see um i wanted to do a little recap on serb a little bit because i had a lot of people discuss it with me so mm. um basically Actually, no, I don't even want to do that because we're going to, the thing that we're going to talk about today is going to wrap up with um, the RSPs and the tax-free savings. Because I think what a lot of people don't understand is the difference with the tax-free savings account yeah. and uh, the RSPs, which is the retirement, re no, sorry, registered retirement savings plan. Um, so that's a lot of people ask like, Oh, which one should I use? Which one should I use? And the answers always depends on how much you make. Yeah. Right? Depends. Yeah. Always depends. Yeah. Cause a person and no diss to anyone, anyone that's making ideally are in the first tier of the tax bracket, um, which we mentioned last week. Um, it's advisable that you should hold off your RSPs and then use the tax-free savings if you actually want to start mm -hmm. saving and stuff. And one thing I actually want to add to that, that's a good point. So here's the thing. Um, utilizing your RSP doesn't necessarily mean that you can't contribute. You can still contribute. When you actually file your taxes, you can ask your tax preparer, not to claim the RSP contribution. So that RSP contribution will go over into unused contribution and you can bring it forward to future years and mm -hmm. use it when you're making more money. So don't think that you, you, you can't necessarily contribute. You can still contribute, but just when tax time comes, if you're in the lower tax bracket, you can ask not to use that contribution, right? And that might sound a, a bit weird, but you know, if you want further explanation, we can explain it. But um, once you haven't asked your tax preparer or on your own, you haven't utilized the, country, the, the RSP, mm -hmm. it goes over into an, an unused. It's kind of like a reserve uh, for future use. Right? So you can still contribute, but not use the amount. And a good way to do this is um, to see if your contribution has any effect is to just play around with the numbers in the, in the software or online. Like I say, they have a RSP calculators. So you can look, literally put in your, your income and the amount that you intend to contribute to RSP and see if there is any potential uh, tax savings, mm -hmm. right? And I um, <clears throat> thank you for clarifying, um, especially the contribution, like um, passing it over to the yeah. future. Um, also, uh, important thing to know is that the RSP is for anyone that is actually working. So with the tax-free savings, it's it's a little different. You have to be a certain age, but with with your RSPs, you can actually start 
as soon as you start working at a grocery store when you're 15, 16, mm-hmm. and um, people start to match your your um, pension and stuff, you could start using the RSP from then. So you can feel, you know, like a big. <laughs> exactly, from right there and then. And I actually, um, I was looking online at, um, you know, the RSP contribution limit. Mm-hmm. So how it's established is it's 18% of your earned income. So just like Camille said, mm-hmm. uh, one of the requirements for RSP contribution is that you must be earning an income, right? Or employed yes. uh, for the most part. Um, but it's 18%. So whatever it is that your earned income is, it's 18% of that amount mm-hmm. to an annual maximum of uh, 26500 mm-hmm. right? So... Uh, for 2020, the dollar limit, though, I think that was 2019 number. But this year, the limit is 27,230. Oh, man. So <laughs> I'll give you some key. I'm going to look at the technicality right here. So this is one key difference. We'll go beyond, like, what the people generally say about RSP and TFSA. Yeah. But with the RSP, one of the, the, the primary differences, I mean, there are many, but um, when you contribute to your RSP, right? So let's say it's year one and you earn the maximum contribution of 27,200, right? Uh And let's say you uh, contributed 25 grand in year one. So that's the majority of your contribution limit. Let's say in year two or year three, you withdraw the money from the RSP. That room, even though you take the money out, you do not get back that contribution room because you already use it. So, however, with a TFSA, Mm -hmm. if you withdraw the money, it's almost like it resets. So you get the room back. So if it is that your limit was $6,000 in year one for the TFSA, and then you you put the six grand and then you withdraw uh, the money in year two, you get that room back. A lie. I, and you know what? I remember when the tax-free savings came out because it's 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 not as I will say old <laughs> as the RSPs. Tax-free savings literally started like eleven years ago, so yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, you're right. Um, so a lot of people were like, "What is this? This doesn't make sense." Like, I could put so there is times people would use their tax-free savings as like another savings account, which is fine. But yeah. if you understand what a tax-free savings is actually utilized for, mm-hmm. you would understand why you don't just constantly take out money from that, right? Right. Um, even though you have that that contribution limit, and I'm about to tell you guys the number, because I was actually reading it again, and I like to always give you guys some stats, some th- facts, Especially depending on your age. Um, But to to go back to what I was saying, so say someone, what was it, 5,000 the first year? Yeah. Um, People would put 5,000 in and then take uh, out 2,500 and then try to take, put back that same amount. And and it doesn't work like that. You actually have to wait till it restarts or you actually will be... um, penalized <laughs> yeah yeah and i know people get annoyed with those type of stuff because they're like oh well, i want to control my stuff <laughs> yeah is this, is this how they're thinking that they can um just withdraw the money at any time and not 
it wouldn't be seen as an over contribution kind of thing. Oh, but it, it is. And yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. So, um, just for just for people that are eighteen, let's say eighteen to no, I'll just I'll just start it throughout the whole thing. So, if you are eighteen years old as of two thousand twenty or twenty twenty, I'd like to say. It's six thousand that you have total contribution. Mm-hmm. If you're nineteen, it's twelve thousand. If you're twenty, it's seventeen fifty. Sorry, seventeen thousand five hundred. If you're twenty-one years old, uh, it's twenty-three thousand. Uh, if you're twenty-two years old, it's twenty-eight five hundred. If it's if you're twenty-three years old, it's thirty-eight five hundred. If you're 24, 44,000, 25, about 50,000, but for, let's say, let's say numbers, 49,500, 26, 54,500, 27, 59,500, 28, 64,500, and anyone over the age of 29 and above, it's 69,500. So they would have the maximum contribution rule. Yeah. So came about in 2009. Right, and I, I think the rule is it, it's somewhat similar um, to with your um, immigration status because um, if it's the time you 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 become a resident Correct. of Canada as well. So um, if you weren't a resident of Canada in two thousand nine, uh, let's say you became a resident in uh, January first, mm-hmm. uh, twenty twenty, then you know you'd have to wait until twenty twenty one or so before yes um, you can get that. Um, I actually seen a conversation that um, someone was looking at the contribution limit, but because of, but had issues with immigration, mm-hmm. and wasn't actually qualified for the full amount. Right. So um, if you guys have any questions like that, feel free to, to ask us or ask another certified accountant to see if you're actually able to have the full amount because yeah. that's really important you don't want to yeah and yeah especially for immigrants because it's not a case where you're just coming and you're you know you're 29 or 30 and you automatically get the full contribution limit yeah. if you weren't you had to be you know part of the criteria so there's one the age and mm-hmm. then there's the, the status you had to be a resident of canada yes even for, right even, even so i was away for two years right you know, I was gone the time when they had the $10,000 limit. <sighs> and I actually don't qualify for it because... Oh, that's what they said? Yeah, because I'm considered... Um, I was non-resident at the time in Canada mm. itself. So I'm... You know, I have a bitter, bitter moment about that. <laughs> but that's interesting. Um, I got to double check because... Yeah. I, I, I remember looking, I'm like, oh... I can't even put anything in. Like I could put it something in. It's just that they don't see me at the top tier as everyone mm-hmm. else. So that kind of sucks. That's and interesting. I would probably I would probably challenge that um, decision because I know mm. you know uh, in in Canada, immig- your tax is based on residency. It's not based on your immigration status like the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then when they in order to establish residency, the CRA usually looks at uh, primary ties and secondary ties. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, you were still a student, your place of residence is still here, 
uh, your family ties is still here, all of that, then you know, it could be deemed that you're still a resident. Um, so if it is that they deny your contribution limit for that two-year period, then, I mean, I don't know if you can still object now, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Like, it um, is what it is. Lose the 20 grand room. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to lose that much, but as, as of right now, I, I look at my contributions on my CRA online account, mm -hmm. and that's how I'm able to figure out what amount I have left. So yeah. I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, and I was about to say, um, ooh, for I know we're mostly talking to our Canadians, but um, any Americans that are listening, our RSPs is similar to your 401k, and then our tax-free savings is similar to your um, the Roth. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just if anyone's listening, they're like, I don't understand what y'all guys are saying. It's that's I'm finally. We're finally um, having it for Canadians because I don't know how many articles I've seen where they talk about Roth and 401k. Right. And I don't know what they're talking about until I had to educate myself on what's the difference. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, reel you Americans in as well, just to have a better <laughs> understanding. And I think it's the same concept because... Um, yeah. Our limit for 2021 is again going to be $6,000. Yeah, government need money. After <laughs> giving away the serve and everything. Right? Um, I think, yeah, because usually ever so often they'll increase it by 500 but they mm -hmm. didn't do it this time. So hopefully next year, 2022, um, we'll have 6500 hopefully. <laughs> And um, any unused, both um, the the TFSA, and I don't know if we said it, but TFSA is tax-free savings account. I think you may have said it, uh, mm -hmm. Camille. But if you've not utilized um, any the contribution room, so if you got that 6,000 contribution room and you didn't utilize it, it gets carried forward. Yes. Right? So it accumulates. So and the same like thing with the, the RRSP. Yes. Um, and, and the RSPs doesn't determine by age, it's determined by when you actually started working. Yeah. And you can find that on your notice of assessment. So guys, I know there's some people that love to have cash jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't claim stuff, but try to claim as much as possible so you're able to actually um, disclose that and have a bigger RSPs because in the in the long run, you want to utilize both things. It's and I think the reason why they they started with the tax free savings is um, because they there's a lot of you know the the rich rich people didn't have enough places to put their their income so they wouldn't have to pay as much tax. So mm -hmm. ideally, the tax free savings was to help the higher income um, individuals, but it also helps um, lower income individuals to save mm -hmm. as well. And and here's a joke, because I've, I've been hearing this um, for a while. They call it the tax-free savings account, but it's actually not used for savings. It's a tool to use for investing. Mm -hmm. And and it's funny because like for the longest time I, I'll say personally 
for the longest time, I use my tax-free savings as a savings account. So I would take it out and then, you know, not really utilize by buying uh, mutual funds or ETFs and all that stuff. And it's not until I think when I came back from Korea and then actually started like looking at investing and stuff, I was like, yeah, why don't I actually use this money to to invest and they ain't going to charge me. <laughs> this money is already t- so money in your tax free savings is already taxed ideally and then you want to um once you take it out or put it in it's it's tax free mm-hmm. after that like they're not going to charge you again on anything that you made from your tax free savings which is different from the RSPs because the RSPs are a tool to help you make your income lower as we mentioned last week um mm-hmm. it's these are two tools to help you save for retirement and and to invest and also just get a higher income when the like the reason for these is to literally for your retirement right yeah. you kind of want to think about your retirement at the end of the day like yeah if i put this much in and it it um and the my portfolio that i have is a decent portfolio like let's say 10% or whatnot wait till you wait till you retire 30 years from now um, i can't think about when i think about portfolios that you're egging at the fridge right now maybe i threw it earlier i know i'm breakfast but anyways <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree. And those are some uh, salient uh, points, uh, Camille, mm-hmm. especially about the effective, yeah, you, you know, you have the effective and ineffective use of the TFSA. And it's just like you said, mm-hmm. if it is that you're putting money in your TFSA that's already taxed and you're maximizing your TFSA using money that's already taxed, then that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. The TFSA is not for savings. Yeah. Although it says a tax free Although it has the word savings account in it, mm-hmm. it is not a savings account. If it is that you want a savings account, you're better off opening a regular savings account. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at it, because where is the money coming from that you're putting in the TFSA? It's coming from uh, the vast majority of people, your salary. You already paid income tax on your salary. Yeah. You already contributed to EI and CPP from your salary. Mm-hmm. So that is after-tax income, Right. Yes. And so if you're putting that money in the TFSA, of course, there's not going to be any tax. Yes. So you want to put a certain amount of money in the TFSA, but you want to put it in the vehicle. So, right, so as Camille says, the TFSA is a tool. Now, these different investments like mutual funds, stocks, et cetera, those are vehicles. Mm-hmm. When you think about vehicle, it helps to take you at a certain point or a certain place. So that vehicle is going to help your money to grow, to get from the $1,000 that you put in yeah. to 5000 or whatever the case. So that money is essentially, as people that say, make your money work for you. Mm. So your money is not working for you. And whatever work that your money put in, there's no tax on it, providing that you don't over-contribute. Yeah. Right? So if it is that you're opening a TFSA, the best use of that TFSA is to invest in either mutual funds or stocks or whatever. And then the RSP, um, as Camille said, again, it's an effective tool to plan for uh, retirement. And a lot of people will say, you know, oh, um, I'm gonna use 
my RSP to avoid paying taxes. You don't avoid taxes with an RSP. You defer yeah. the taxes. Mm -hmm. Right? So I want to put that out. It's a tax deferral method. Yeah. Meaning when you contribute today and you use that money to lower your tax, your uh, taxable income, your taxable income is the amount of income that the CRA will tax. Yeah. So when you use that RSP to lower that amount, you effectively are saying, I'm moving the tax from today mm -hmm. and I'm putting it into the future. The idea behind the RSP is that when you retire, you're going to be in a, a lower tax bracket, right? So that's the idea. Not true for everybody. Some people start make more money when they get older, right? But the idea is that you're going to earn less and thus pay a lower tax. And so when you start to withdraw from the RSP when you retire, that's when you're going to pay tax, but at a lower tax bracket. So it's important that you understand the difference between the two. And just like we said at the beginning is that if you want to decide which one to use, it depends. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's good to have, it's okay to have both of them, yeah. right? You can have both. You can. There's no, nothing that says that you can't have both, right? But at the end of the day, you need to understand how they each work and what they do, right? Exactly. And I, and I know you mentioned it uh, before. Guys, whoever does use the RSPs throughout, um, I'm going to say March 1st, to December yeah. 31st of this year, you now know an idea of how much you've used. You want to go back to your notice of assessment and yep. see how much left you're able to use and also um, plan ahead as, <laughs> you know, tax planning um, yep. to plan ahead and see how much more to add to your um, RSPs just in case for before March 1st, I'm going to say, uh, for 2021. Um, darn it. I wanted to say something else. Also, ooh, so I, an example for like people that make more now. I was going to say 100K, but let, let's be realistic. <laughs> yeah, let's be realistic. Okay, so let's say you're making average person. Um, ah, yeah, actually, let's go based on average. Average income. And doesn't mean that this is everyone. It's just average income overall guys i'm not trying to make anyone feel shameful because yeah okay average income is 52600 okay so someone that depending on how they plan their taxes they might be taxed um during the tax season Dep mm -hmm. it depends on what their story is right um, so they would use a tax deferral a little bit, let's say 5,000 to bring their, um, income to 4,500, 45,000, sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, so they'll be in a different tier and they won't have to pay back as much. So when they retire in a couple years from now, they're either going to be still they can either be at still at 50,000 a year mm -hmm. or they mm -hmm. can, because they're older, their, their house is paid off, hopefully, and all that stuff. Right. They're okay with 35,000 a year. They can right, right. off. 
I don't know who can, but don't worry. It depends on how you structure your life. Yeah. You'd be able to live off 35000 comfortably. Because ideally, that's the money you're taking out from your RSPs. Hold on, they said live off 35000 Which part am I going to live? Kitchener or Sault Ste. Marie or something? Not here in Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, $35,000 for rent alone, Toronto. <laughs> Not in Toronto. Maybe let's go like elsewhere, you know? Actually, but actually, hold on. So this is your RRSP's income that you'll be receiving. So let's say you take out $35,000 from your RRSP's, but it will switch to RIF. Mm-hmm. So that you'll be taxed at a different rate. But hold up. Remember, we were talking about tax-free savings account, right? Right. So what you're going to want to do, ideally, when you retire, is take out a portion of, from the RIF, because it's going to switch to that, and then have a majority of your money coming out from your tax-free savings. And guess mm-hmm. what? You're not going to be taxed on that. So if you guys start thinking that way, like planning like ahead, utilize both. Fund it equally, um, and you guys could take out actually the same amount. You could take out yeah. thirty-five thousand from the RSPs and thirty-five thousand from your uh, tax-free savings, and look, boom, you have seventy thousand dollars, and you're not even being taxed on half of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, and the cool thing, especially when it comes on to like even you know buying a a, a place or or funding college, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, those are the two ways that you can withdraw and. Uh, talk a little bit about withdrawal so uh, as you know there's penalty if you withdraw early from the RRSP and the penalty is very high and it's dependent on the amount right but there are two ways in which you can withdraw from the the RRSP without penalty and that is if you're a first-time home buyer Mm -hmm. or if you are withdrawing to um, uh, fund a higher education right so the lifelong learning program and um so it, it, it's so those are the two ways you can withdraw without penalty. Yeah. But of course, you need to show proof of um, either buying a house. So you need to show what's that thing called again, um, the purchase form or whatever they call it. So yeah. you get like a purchase request when you're buying a property. So you'll need to show that um, to you know to verify that you're buying a place. And um, I think for school, you probably just need an acceptance letter, you know, confirming. But, uh, and then you are able, what happens is that I believe uh, one of them you need, you, you have 20 years to repay and the other one is 15 or, or 15, 10, something like that. So, I think for the, the mm-hmm. yep. Sorry, sorry. so the, the home buyer's plan, mm-hmm. the HB, HBP, mm-hmm. um, that is a 15 year. 15 year. Yeah. So they, what they do is if you, if, you, if, you, if you took out five grand from your home buyer's plan, it would be five grand divided by 15. And that would be the amount you need to repay each year. Yes. And the lifelong learning is 10 years. Uh, so if you took five grand from the, the, li- the lifelong learning program, then it's the five grand divided by 10 years. And that's the amount you need to pay per year. Now what happens if you do not repay either of these, that amount gets added to your income each year. So, I mean, if you're in a lower tax bracket, it might seem not too much, but if you're already in a higher tax bracket or this amount added to your income is going to tip you over to a higher tax bracket, then you definitely want to be more mindful, right? So yes. that amount will get added to your income each year mm-hmm. um, if you do not pay it, right? 
Yeah. Uh, the TFSA, on the other hand, is it's a bit more flexible um, because it's also for emergency use. So you can withdraw from the TFSA at any time. There is absolutely no restriction right. on withdrawal. So you can withdraw from the TFSA at any time without penalty. Yes. All right. So I just want to put that out there. Um, just don't try to put back that same amount if you've maximized your contribution. Yeah. I think there's a time period uh, for, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think there's a time period after which um, the amount will be considered. Uh, so like, let's say you put, um, I don't remember the exact time frame, but let's say you mm. put the money in uh, in November yeah. and then you withdrew it like December or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah, then that's when it doesn't get reset. But I think if you do it before a certain time, mm -hmm. um, then it will reset. I, I have actually a, a pretty good article on that that I used in one of my um, Saturday sessions. Yeah. I can share it with you. And it did all the math. I yeah. don't remember all the, um, the information off the top of my head now. But there is a, a method to the madness that you can kind of play yeah. around with the, the dates. There's but you have to be careful, uh, just like uh, Camille said. Yeah. Um, the idea is we want you to we want you guys to start thinking about different ways to to use your savings or investment accounts, and you know this is just a little tidbit on to introduce you guys to things that you yeah. guys have been asking. <laughs> They've <Exactly>. been begging. <laughs> exactly. And you know before we, we, we close off, and I have like three terms that I want to share. Um, but we'll talk a little bit about the wine. So I'm actually drinking wine early in the morning, which I don't usually do. Whoa. But crazy enough, um, when I, I came to study at UFT at, in 2010, I believe, I, I don't know, I think it's two, 2009, 2010. Mm. Um, my uncle, his friend, was, you know, working man, but he does um, barbering for like select people on the side. Yeah. But anyways, I, I just remember I used to walk by his place and go in his basement and get my hair cut because mm -hmm. um, like he was like the only barber that I know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so he heard about my, my book launch recently and he sent some of the, the wine that he made. So he makes um, homemade wine. He's not selling it. He just mm -hmm. shares it with family and friends. Yeah. It's actually pretty good and it's, it's very strong. Uh, so we just want to big up uh, Everett for the, the wine, nice bakla red wine. Never have a label on it, but, um, you know, the thing say, somebody said a bakla wine, no, the thing say, lad, that I would have said, uh, uh, catch me, never said another bakla, but, you know, <laughs> we're at Everett still and whatnot, but they drink the wine, sip on it. It's already, what, nine thirds now, I feel tipsy, but I appreciate it. But yeah, the... The three words I'm actually want to share in terms of taxes, and we're going to talk more, a lot more about taxes in the future and about other things. Yes. Um, but the three words I'm actually want to share with people, um, and you know, we are, we are do this for the youth them so that you know we can expand the, the knowledge and the terms in, in the sense of the things we wish to know about money, yes. because when people think about money, them think about the physical piece of paper, mm -hmm. the ten dollar bill or the five dollar bill. Money is more complicated than that. Yes. And as I can see, them are come with cryptocurrency. So, you know, if you're all going to Jamaica and tell you from Spanish or cryptocurrency, you're like, what the hell is that? Cryptocurrency? What name so? You can't tell me that money that. Anyways, um, so tax planning. So there's tax planning, yes. there's tax avoidance, mm -hmm. and there's tax evasion. So tax evasion, I'm going to send it to prison. Mm -hmm. It's illegal. Illegal. Uh, right? So tax planning 
is perfectly legal. Mm -hmm. So a contribution to RRSP mm -hmm. would be a tax planning strategy. Actually, actually. CRA, the, the government say, yo, tax planning methods, these are things that we, you, we give to families and individuals to yeah. plan to have, to pay lower taxes. And there are many, many, we all, we've only talked about a few now, but there are many. Yeah. Tax avoidance, on the other hand, is where the gray area is. Mm -hmm. So it can either be a planning or evasion. Yeah. Now, in the middle, the CRA use what they call GAR, which is General Anti-Avoidance Rules. And there's a whole list of things that they go through to determine whether or not it's a planning strategy yeah. or it's a direct attempt to evade taxes. And if they decide that's a direct attempt, you know, say so probably fall on the evasion side. Mm -hmm. But I want you, as you listen to this session, to keep those words in those three uh, terms in mind. And we want you to start plan, tax yeah, planning. Right? So as the idea come up, you need to plan and figure out what you have to do for pay less tax, but also a way to do throughout the year to make more money. And then if you have plan tax plan or figure out if you're leaning toward avoiding side, you know, a lot of people will say, you know what, the best strategy to avoid taxes, and I hear people use the word avoid tax, is to get a cash job. No, a cash job is not a tax avoidance. It's yeah. not a tax planning. It's tax evasion. Mm -hmm. And it's evasion on the part of the employer and evasion on the part of the employee. Yes. All right. So I put that out there. Yes. As I sip on my glass of wine, but when I have my mic for drop, so I'm just gonna sip on the wine. Thank you for saying those three things because <clears throat> at the end of the day, we don't want none of y'all to get, you know, into that circumstances where you get audited or you get jail time. Right. Big big fee. Mm -mm, no sir. Don't you guys want to keep your money? Exactly. Um. And if you're doing it, please don't tell me. La, 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 la. I do that. I'm like, don't tell me, please. <laughs> me no know, you're, you're lucky ass don't tell me. Me don't know them, so they're not going to tell me. I don't know you to begin with. <laughs> but gone. I'm like, no, please. I don't want to hear these conversations. I feel obligated. So um, what's another thing? So to, to wrap up, guys, is a tax-free savings account and an RSP um, is just tools for your retirement in a sense and and to help you guys um, start investing and stuff yeah so I know you guys are gonna be like oh so when, when are you guys gonna talk about that we're just you know yeah. give us time we're gonna yeah. talk about everything but we just so ideally we're gonna talk about everything and then even bring other people on to to school us and get some some tips and stuff so yeah, yeah. um another and i know everybody's excited about the investing part just like you said i know session about that. but the one thing we say about investing i gotta tell you this mm. i value education but me tell you, learning how to invest is one of the best things i've ever done for myself absolutely it's one of the best things i mean it's a whole language by itself but it's when I actually look at it, I say, yo, why everybody not learn this in a school? Why they not teach this from uh, prime, what do you call it over here? Um, elementary school? <laughs> why do they not teach it from, the, you know, in Jamaica, we call it primary school, but you know, yes, they yes, the, yes. The <laughs> no worries. No. Why they not teach this to the youth them from early? All right. Right. Um, so, yeah, we have only for things in store. We're going to continue talking about money. 
I don't, you know, as, as the, the podcast, the title, Things I Wish I Knew About Money, it's a brilliant uh, name. So big up Camille for coming up with that because the idea that uh, Camille had in mind was to um, let people know that money is far beyond the, the little dollar bill where you get. Money is more complicated than that. And because we don't know about all the complexities of money, mm-hmm. we tend to make a lot of mistakes or um, continue to pay the price. You know, Albert Einstein says, you know, those who don't know the power of compounding interest pays it. Those who know it earns it. And that can be said for about money in the sense that if you don't know about money, you'll lose it or give it up. But if you know about it, you attract more and you keep more. Yes. All right. Like the law of attraction too, right? Yeah, the, exactly. There about the law of attraction. And also to, to talk about the compound interest. Um, this is something I always talk about. Rule of 72. So um, the rule of 72 is basically the... Because if you know with the banks, and this is why we talk about um, with your tax-free savings, the banks, how much, what's what's the percent of the bank giving us these days? Not even 1%. Not even 1%. Not even 1%. Like what? I seen an email from my um, savings account and they're like, oh, we're so sorry to, to inform you, but... Mm-hmm. Where your interest rate has gone down again. I'm like, it gone down. It's almost all gone. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? Why is it still going down? I don't understand. And um, so, let's say you had you kept a savings account in your bank. That's one percent. Divide yeah. that by the seventy-two. So seventy-two divided by the one percent. It mm-hmm. will take you seventy-two years. Your money. No, sir. That, I don't know about you. Maybe I, I do plan to live long, but 72 years from now, I'm going to be 100 odd. <laughs> Me know that, yeah. And yeah, that's well, a long Make one look of money. Right? So ideally, what you want to do is think about um, uh, tools, tools that will give you an a, a interest rate of 6%. And higher, and I'll say yeah. that six percent and higher, higher because you'll be able to double your money quicker. Yep. Than than the one percent, and yep. I'm not even gonna say like what the average they always talk about is six percent and stuff. Yeah. And, and there's depending on how you do or how you plan accordingly with your investments, you could probably do that in less time. What? Listen, in, in no time, like. <laughs> I, I, I um, started I started investing for my son because I wanted um, to make the money grow. So while he grew, the money grew. So, you know, so school and everything, they pay off. And I invested in um, Disney. In, uh, I think it was July. Mm-hmm. I remember when? I think it's either July or August. Yeah. Oh, in December. And it's up 41%. Whoa, no. Johnny. No, one, you tell me. Which part? They'll get 41% in a, what, four or five months. No way. And there are other investments out there that I've seen and I've recommended mm-hmm. um, that's more than double now since the yeah. time I recommend them. And so you definitely want to figure out how to make your money work and grow faster. Mm-hmm. And, and investment is the best way. Exactly. And then with the Disney, because it's up that much percent, if you think about the rule of 72 again, 
less than two years, the money's gonna double. Right, so by the time, nice. <laughs> time he reaches <laughs> 18, he's balling. So I'm going to reach out me by the time I'm 18. No, 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 this can't go on. I mean, I've worked so hard my life. No, no, no. I have to put a stoppage to this. Don't <laughs> worry, you'll have him, you'll have him um, putting money towards it and everything, you know, when the time comes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I just want to um, thank you guys again for listening. And I believe this is not our last time that we're going to be talking about tax-free savings and RSPs. And this is not even going to be the last time we talk about savings because there's just so many other ways you can save, especially if you think about like emergency funds and everything. Yeah. So big up you guys self. Like once again, uh, subscribe, share, um, comment, do whatever, follow us on things I wish I knew about money on IG. Um, mm. Oh shoot. We had, we had, wait, wait, wait. We had a, a comment. The other oh, day. yes, yes, that's right. Yes, From Sion. Yes, yes. Sion, right? Yeah. Big up yourself, Sion. Oh, I did not want to forget. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I did not want to forget. So I'm, I am going to give anyone shout outs if you comment and everything. So if you have comments and you want to say stuff and you want to be, Known, you have to tell me. Or I'm mm. not gonna so here it is. Hi, Camille. I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know how great the podcast with Andre has been, or have been, <laughs> or has been. I've shared with several friends and family members. I'm definitely excited for the additional podcasts uh, you've planned. So thank you so much. Uh, yeah, big up, Sienna. We appreciate um, the feedback. Let me do my um, my airborne or air horn. <laughs> I have to do it every time. So big up yourself. Um, and, and everyone, actually there is people that do come back to me and have a discussion. So I do appreciate, appreciate you guys having a discussion. But if you guys do have questions, feel free to um, hit us up on IG or we do have an email address. It's, it's at IG. It's too long to say it. <laughs> it's too long to say it. So, you know, another great episode. And if you guys have questions, you know what to do. Just link us up. And now, All right. time for it's the, a wrap. Mm, time for the music. Time for the music. Time for the music. There's the music. Oh, there's music. Hold on. Here's music. Family. <laughs>